Welcome to the Powered on Tech podcast with your host, Asher Dupree. Plug in and power up for today's hottest tech topics. Hey everyone. So I know that little voiceover you just heard did indeed kind of introduce you to the Powered on Tech podcast, but as you may have noticed, I actually changed the name. So now it's just called the Asher Dupree podcast. Couldn't really think of anything else to name it. I thought it's kind of weird, but you know, if you have like the Joe Rogan podcast, that's just his name. The reason for this is because I want to start talking about things on here besides tech, like today. We're going to be talking about cool, like, paradoxes and kind of questions that are really hard to answer. I think it's going to be really fun. It's going to kind of, it's just going to be fun to, to think, exercise your brain. I'd like to introduce my guest. I got Sun here. Hola. Yup. And I got Peyton. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about the cough. Anyway, uh, let's get started. So, yeah, today, oh, sorry about that. We're going to be kind of diving into the realm of, like, theoretical, the paradoxical, and the truly confounding issues that have been debated over time. So, we're, we're going to have, like, six kind of questions. Or they're, they're like unanswerable basically but hopefully they're going to keep you at the edge of the seat, edge of your seat so this first this first segment is pretty cool it's uh it's called the immortality paradox basically if you had the choice would it be a blessing or a curse to live forever um son let's start with you like all right personally I would not want to live forever because, like, well, think about it. If, if you're, like, if you live forever, you're going to see all your family die. You're going to, you know, watch the sun explode. You're going to be drifting through space for a long time. And that that's not good. I mean, that's weird because somehow you would be able to get into space without dying. Is it just, like... Like, you would eventually die, so all your bones in, would break, and, like, you would be decapitated, immortal. but you would still be, like, alive inside of your crippled yeah. body. You would just, no, you're just your consciousness. So, like, you you're just, you would just be your head. So, oh, like, shoot, you're right. Or just, like, your brain, whatever your brain is. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you, like, decompose over time? Well, you're immortal, so you don't. So you don't I guess decompose. You, you, you're not, you can't be injured. Oh, you can't be injured. So then what's wrong with drifting in space? Wouldn't that be cool? Well, okay, let's just, let's just go with that you can't be injured. Because, like, technically you could be killed. Because then your consciousness, it just wouldn't, wouldn't work, would it? Let me look this up. Immortal definition. Living forever, never dying or decaying. Okay, so I guess you don't decay. Yeah. So, I mean, floating in space would be calming, but the, the whole idea of calming is, like, after work. So if you are calming and you're resting all day, then is it really calming? No, no. I think you'd be really stressed out. Yeah. Also, it would be hard to breathe. Like, I know you, you'd never die from not breathing, but you would still not be able to breathe. So you would, like, suck air from the edges of the universe, basically? Because you, you have to. You just wouldn't breathe. Like, you would just feel pressure. like you're constantly being suffocated. Oh, shoot. 
Peyton, do you have on. any input on this? On this topic that's plaguing the world? Um, personally, I think it would be a curse, but I can see both sides on how it could be a blessing or a curse. I guess it could be a blessing, especially if there was some kind of utopian society enough to where you're not struggling through life. Um, maybe if you have money or good friends, you'd have to make a lot of new friends because all your friends are going to end up dying. But I think it could be a, a blessing in the way that you get to learn new things and know things so far back from the past. And you get to see new things oh, as time yeah. goes on. You but would get to like spread the stories that like nobody else knows yeah but it's also a curse because the world isn't perfect and i feel like you'd have to see so many things go wrong just to be able to like make mm -hmm. it to where you are now so i think we can all agree that like the bad kind of does outweigh the good mm -hmm. on that yeah definitely well it's just like would you rather see what's gonna happen in the next couple years or watch all your friends and family die while you're still perfectly fine. And then eventually watch your entire planet get blown up by the sun. Or devoured by the sun. Feel the burning heat of the sun. And then eventually know, just drift off guess, the place. Well, would the planet really explode or would it just become like a it wouldn't wasteland? Explode. It would just, it would just, the sun would basically just like, it would just be melted in the sun and become part of the sun's mass. Like, the gravity... Well, then you would be, it. like, embedded in the rock. Like, you would be part of the rock. Yeah. And then as the habitat well, kind it of wouldn't even, regenerates... It would just turn into plasma. I know, but eventually... Like eventually, melting. think about that. Think about it. If if there's life on Earth, right? I feel like if the, if the planet were to turn into, like, a plasma lava planet, then, like, an entire new ecosystem would evolve to, like cells and stuff that are made out of plasma that are meant to withstand the heat that don't need to breathe just because of the the different environment well i mean there's not an environment on our sun is there no but there, there's never been the introduction of life but i'm saying if it happens slowly if the sun slowly uh, yeah, moved towards the earth could. animals might have time enough to like evolve to be like lava creatures and be able to survive like basically our planet melting that is true. Because the difference between the Ice Age and now might not be as, like, might, I mean, that, that's a pretty big difference. The fact that animals were able to survive back then, and, like, in the ocean and stuff. So, if you take that difference and put it forward, like, towards heat and towards dryness and towards everything being arid, then it might work. So, that's, I don't know, I kind of digress there went off on a tangent but i feel like life itself might be able to kind of evolve to like extreme temperatures uh, temperatures environments uh lack of food etc um that's just something we don't really think about often um now of course it would just start out as like micro like bacteria yeah like like little bubbles in the lava that are somehow able to to survive i think it's it starts with an a it's like arcadia it's 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 only survives in extreme temperatures um like the water bears of... okay bacteria no even even more than that it's like archaea it's it like it's in like hot springs or in mm -hmm. like corrosive acid and it survives in those type of things so those so either those would evolve into 
animals or the animals because what I'm saying is if it happens slowly right if if somehow let me throw music back on I can pause there there we go um like if somehow the sun were to like approach the planet over the course of a million years and it would slowly get hotter slowly get hotter until stuff starts to melt I feel like then it wouldn't have to start off as bacteria because the animals we have right now would be able to like adapt to that. Mm-hmm. That that's a good theory. You know, like, There's probably so many things wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, whenever the sun turns into a red giant, it's gonna collapse into like the size of like a volleyball or I guess a beach for like infinitely small amount of time and it's just gonna become mass because so it's like whenever the core well how do you know out, that man that's kind of crazy and then all of because they've observed it and i they've observed it so i actually used to be really into space yeah i'm not arguing i just I, don't know about space stuff so i just want to know like yeah what so you're it talking collapses about. like really small just like not so small it becomes like a black hole or like a neutron star so I guess about the size of the Earth, which is still really small compared to the Sun, and then mm-hmm. it will expand into something like massive, which would go about to the. It would take out the first four planets, so all the way up to Mars. But you guys don't have to worry about that because you will be long dead. Yep, unless you unless chose. You're mortal. Unless you're mortal, exactly. Unless you think it's a blessing. Which, and you can get eaten by a star. Honestly, I can't imagine why you would think that's a blessing. I'm, I've, I'm very strongly on one side of that. I think we all are, except for Peyton, who seemed a little uh, in, torn. in between torn. Yeah. Uh, son, what is segment two? Uh, segment two is let's see the paradox of choice. And what is that, more son? Choices less or more happy ah the classic so paradox free will. so do you think if the government let's just say the government controlled your life more than they already do because if you think about it a lot of stuff is already controlled by the government mm-hmm. would you be more or less happy is that the paradox of choice uh yeah so if you have I guess it is. The classic example I heard was like if if you're in an ice cream shop and there's like a bunch of flavors and you get one, then you always like regret getting the other flavor. Well, in this case, like the ice cream shop would be the government. Uh-huh. Like in my example. Because like then I guess that makes sense. less options. It, it's basically if you have more choices, are you happier? Or less uh-huh. happy. Whereas, but in the ice cream shop, you can choose once. In the government, it's like the availability of choices. Yeah. Because, well, the thing is about choice is that sometimes you make the wrong choice. And it makes you less happy. Yeah. So what we'll, if- We'll go with your example. I like yours more because the ice cream one I've heard a bunch. Like, what if they knowingly, or they know what's right for you? So they do it, but then, when like, you would feel like that's like a void of choice. 
you know, you'd want to mm-hmm. make your own choice and not have anything well, planned out for you because wouldn't I mean, life just be boring? Let's think about it. Let's 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 do like let's put it on extreme sides. So what if every let's start off with like what if everything is controlled? What do we have? We have uh everyone lives in like the same houses, I guess. Um if you, oh, if you've read the book Giver, that's a very good example. Uh huh. Of, um, it's, it's so is like book. current United States or one of the Koreas. Yeah, versus like North Korea. Yeah. Well, but obviously, like if you, I guess North Korea, but it's not as bad. I think the main thing with currently. with Korea is like talking against the government like the main difference between what's allowed here is like at least here we are able to write things against the government against the people in control yeah so i think if well it depends whether the choices that are made for you are good or bad explain right because if so if you had let's just say Let's use the ice cream shop theory. Mm-hmm. You walk in. The, the choices you have are... There's like five choices, right? It, you, there's the, you walk in five best flavors. You're like, well, like if it's your five favorite flavors. It like works out. It's like the top five favorite flavors in the world. But then it's harder, like it's harder to choose. The majority of people are going to be happy. Mm. But if you walk into the ice cream shop... And it's like the five least liked flavors. Then obviously, like, not like barely anybody's gonna want those flavors. I know. And they're making the choice for you. But think that about you're gonna have one of those five flavors. Think about this. Though, think about this. There's two ice cream shops, right? And and one, and one side you walk into the ice cream shop. There's four bad flavors, and there's one good flavor: cookies and cream, right? Um, might not be everybody's favorite, but I think everyone can appreciate cookies and cream ice cream. It's a pretty good baseline, pretty good go-to flavor. So you get the cookies and cream instead of all the other weird flavors, and you leave, and you like it, and it's good. Versus, you go into the ice cream shop, and it's your five favorite flavors. Then you, you, you first of all, you're going to spend a lot more time choosing one, because they're all your favorite. And then you're going to leave, and then you're going to regret not choosing not getting the other f- yeah so in general i feel like most people would be happier maybe not feel happier but they would be happier on the inside with the first option with cookies and cream and four like mediocre flavors because of the difference in quality the, the leap in flavor between the cookies and cream and the other flavors yeah well, okay, if you think of this as, like, a life standpoint, you could, like, let's just say there's five jobs in the world. I know there's not. Um, one, you work, uh, not saying that these are horrible jobs. I'm saying that they're on the lower end of pay. A garbage man. A teacher. A, you, you own Amazon. Or, um, like, what's, what's another low-paying job? A uh, janitor. A janitor. Or McDonald's. Uh, 
like working at fast food chains. Those are all low-paying jobs other than the Amazon order. Mm -hmm. Everybody is going to pick. Well, obviously in the world, you can't. I guess you you can only choose the lower one because like you, you have the choice of job, but you also don't have the choice of job uh -huh. because you have to, like, you can't just become, like, a high-end worker. You got to work for it. So I feel like everybody would be working to get like a higher end job. You know, I don't know. That that didn't really make sense. It's all right because it it made, it made me remember something that like the people who do like own Amazon stuff, apparently they're overworked and they're not really happy. Or not that they're not happy, but they're not as happy as people think they should be. And yeah. this this might not be true. This might be just things that we're told to make us feel better about having low-end jobs and to make us not work hard enough to become the people in Amazon because we think, oh, they're just as happy as we are. So why should I waste my time and put in this extra effort to get a better life? It, it, it could be that. It could be propaganda. But apparently people like Elon Musk and stuff are like, overworked, they don't like their life, they're not happy, and they wish they could just have, like, a normal job. Maybe not, yeah. like, a trash can worker. I don't think that's the best job. Like, if no offense, if you're a trash can worker, that's fine. But I've heard from multiple sources that the people who are living the high-end life, first class, all that stuff, aren't really happy because of the dopamine drain. It's not really as exciting as it was whenever they first started that life but that with could be less wrong. choices you're going to be more compelled to first of all if there's just like not as many good choices then you're gonna pick the best one it's good on the surface but then you realize oh this isn't a good choice so then whenever you look for something else the other ones aren't better mm-hmm like right now in our society, we have, you can, there's so many professions. There's so many like different choices of what you can do in life. And like even comes down to the small things, there's better choices than others. Some look good on the surface and aren't good underneath. But I think being able to change the other choices that, um, like whenever you realize your choice isn't good, making a different one the next time is always good with less choices and the government controlling you um you like it's you have less freedom you know because your life just isn't interesting like um asher was saying about like the the executives of like major companies like sometimes it's like it's just not exciting having having everything controlled like for you because you just same thing over and over again i know especially if you're like elon musk because they're they're so controlled it's crazy i mean I, and again these are these are all lies i not lies but these are all things that i'm unaware that are true i'm not i'm not completely talking about my butt these have been things that i've heard but i want to make it clear that i don't live near elon musk i've never seen him i've never talked to him I've never been anywhere near... Well, I have been pretty near him, actually. That's for a different day. But, it's, uh... I don't know a lot about these 
upper class people. So I just want to make that clear that like I'm not speaking for them. Yeah. Hey, and is there anything you'd like to add? Go on one of your tangents on how um, choices affect our lives. Well, so this is another one I'm kind of torn between because if you have more choices, you definitely have more freedom and more control and power of your own life. But you're also like, if you have less choices, you have less cares to worry about and you have less mistakes that can be made and there's less regret that you can have. So I think it kind of depends on the analogy you use. So if you're using the government analogy where the government's controlling you and you don't get any choices, then obviously you're gonna want more choices and it's gonna make you seem like it's gonna be better to have more choices. But if you use the ice cream one, where there's five of your favorite flavors, then you're basically going to have more, going to want to have less choices. So I think it really depends on how you make it look and how you set the appeal of the choices. Because if you're making it look like choices are bad, then you're obviously going to want less choices. But if you're making it look like the choices are going to give you power, then you're going to want more choices. So I think it really de- depends, like on the person and the kind of choices you have to make in the situation, right? If you really want to make more choices or less choices. Yeah. And that makes sense. It's also, it's also like about knowledge. Cause like, if you don't know about the other choices, you're not going to know about them. Like, like here's a little example. I just came up with my head. Imagine you live in this small town, right? And this girl, she sells water by the side of the road every day. That's where you get your water. On the way to work, every day you stop by, you get a glass of water, you pay her, she gives you the water, and you're good. You go, you like the water, it's cool, because it's better than no water. And then, one day, instead of the girl selling water, there's a boy, and he's selling lemonade. And you taste the lemonade, you, you, you pay him, you get a glass, you're like, damn, this is good. This is way better than water. It's sweet, it's awesome, gives me energy, and you go to work and you're super happy. And then, the next day, you walk down the street... And the girl is selling water again, and the boy's gone. The boy left town. He moved, or whatever. There's no more lemonade. So, now, you're disappointed, and you don't like the water anymore. Because it's not as good as lemonade. Whereas the two days before, when it was water, and it was better than no water, you, you would have been happier. Because... That, yeah, that's... So... It's, very, it's kind of like a dog tasting blood. Like, once you once they try blood, like, they're... Like, a lot of dogs, especially, like, a tech, they're going to want it more. I've never heard that. That's That makes Cause, sense. Because you don't know, you don't know what you're missing out on mm-hmm. until you try it and it's not. <coughs> and, sorry, I just clipped the mic with my cough. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not really, like, an addiction. It's just, it's just, it's like you're constantly trying just to strive realize. for the best. But then you strive more whenever there's a new best, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely agree. So if you had to say, overall, in your life, would you rather have more choices or less choices in every aspect of life? As a human, I have to say more choices. It, it just makes sense to me. Personally, I have to say less choices because I'd rather not have the stress. I'm gonna have to agree with Asher on this one, having 
I feel like it's different if the choices change or not. Yeah. If if there's constantly like new choices, like 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 a new iPhone coming out every year, then then I would go with less choices. But if there's just like more choices overall, everything kind of stays the same. Like the ice cream flavors in the ice cream shop are always there, and they don't get new flavors and they don't run out. Then I go with that. But overall, more choices. Even yeah, though I definitely, um, I definitely see the upside of less choices and simplicity, and how it's less stress feed, less regrets, all that. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna agree with that notion. Peyton, so, what is? Oh, go ahead. Oh no, you, you can. All right, can, Peyton, what is segment three? What is it talking about? Tell us about it. So, segment three is the, I cannot say that word. Enigma? Enigma. <laughs> yeah, enigma of absolute truth. Can I have, like, a brief uh, brief introduction of that? So, if the absolute truth about everything was attainable, would it set us free or limit us? So, this is kind of like the blue pill, red pill situation. Yeah, like, so the blue pill. It's what I was just saying about about the knowledge thing with the lemonade and the water. It's like Adam and Eve, like the the tree of knowledge. Yeah. Um, I almost want to skip this one because there's like, I don't want to go like ranting. Yeah, but, I think this one because it's just so similar to like what we just talked about. And like, if you know everything, then nothing's gonna interest you because you can never learn anything else. Exactly, and you and you'd always exactly, like. That's what I was gonna say. Like, would you think about this stuff? Like, do you know what's in the future? No. Like, you so could, like so so say say you're betting on like a baseball game. On the say you're betting on the outcome, like would you know who's gonna win, or would you know like the exact statistics based on physics on who's gonna win? So I think once like knowledge is obtained on Earth, you immediately get that knowledge. So you get the knowledge on how everything is like was created, how everything happened, how everything worked. Okay, so you would know the exact statistics of them winning. Yeah. And like all the knowledge that like of how everything works and basically the answer to everything in the universe. Uh-huh. Which may or may not be able to predict the outcome of the game. Yeah, I think everything in the observable universe that like has already happened, which is in the past, is what I was trying to get at. And honestly, I wouldn't want to know. So, like, would you learn new things as they happen? As, well, because you already know everything. But, like, but like, so you know everything in world history, right? Yeah, you know everything that happened. Okay, but world, world history is happening right now. Yeah, so you, so you like, know everything that there is to be known. So if, if, if the president dies across the country and it's not in the You're news me- yet, would you know? Yes. Oh, that's trippy. See, that, there's more to that than people say. It's not just knowing everything. It's like, it's like 
omnipotent. Kind of. Yeah. That's weird. I've never thought about that before. That's kind of a, that's kind of what I was going for. Like, it's like a just, nice like mind you know opening experience. What, like you know everything that happens, everything that happened. You know everything in past and present. Mm -hmm. And how everything happens. And how it yeah, and how it happened, how it worked. Alright, um, Peyton. Actually, do you introduce us to or it's Peyton. Peyton, you do it. You do it again. Can introduce us to the you mystery. You did it so good. It was great. It was awesome. Okay, so segment four is the mystery of time travel. So debunk the cliches and the delete. Guys, I cannot read. Uh, debunk the cliches and delve the into the scientific, philosophical, philosophical enigma of time travel. I have a lot yeah. of crazy theories on this, but I've been spewing. I've been running my mouth the whole time. So how so. about like in English? You can explain that to our. Uh, debunk the cliches and delve into the scientific philosophical enigma of time travel. It's basically says talk about time travel. Um, yeah. I want y'all to talk about it. I'm just gonna listen, and then at the end I'll put in my little theory if y'all don't already go over it. Part, the first one is discuss the associated with time travel, such as the grandfather paradox. If no one knows what that is, let's just say you go back in time, you kill your grandfather or your father then you would never be born to go back in time and kill your grandfather therefore it making it an infinite loop of none of that could happen because it never existed so i guess either nothing would happen or like, shoot i have to butt in i have to i'm sorry i was trying to be quiet but yeah exactly uh, see you got it man i don't y'all don't need me that's what i was gonna say if timelines branch out and there's like another universe for every choice then that wouldn't be applicable and you would be able to kill your grandfather it would just split into another universe as he dies yeah so what i've heard from oh, go on okay so i'm gonna be brutally honest i don't really think about time travel that much but when i do i don't really believe that it's something real but if i ever do get like the like weird thought that it is real i always think of like time travel as someone went back in time and like whatever they did when they went back in time was what created whatever happens in the future so like, let's say i went back in time to like 20 years ago and said it, like let's say i went back in time 20 years ago um but like as myself and then told my mom that she was gonna have a daughter named Peyton and that just like stuck with her and then so she just named her daughter Peyton and so that's why I'm Peyton like it all like is just this big loop that just continues forever and so like people going back in time is what causes like the future does that make sense yeah yeah so it can affect the future so like so like how Marty McFly made the skateboard exactly that makes sense. I, oh. I, have, I have an issue with that, though. I have a major issue. Is that if if time travel ever exists in the future and we're able to time travel into the past, so this is only under the conditions that A, we make time travel in the future, and B, we are able to go to the past with that time travel under those conditions, 
time travel would exist for an infinite infinite amount of time afterwards and because of that they would end up traveling back in time to an infinite amount of locations and time destinations which means that an infinite amount of beings would be appearing all around us all at the same time so there's two answers to this either traveling back in time will never happen in the future or by the time it does we have reached some kind of interdimensional like we have reached the fourth dimension to the point that that like we're invisible to third dimensional creatures so like there could be people traveling back to my timeline around me right now all the time but i just can't see them or interact with them because they're in a different dimension on a different level yeah or so sorry one more thing my bad one more thing or it could just be splitting off into a different timeline the second they arrive at my time go ahead so to add to that um if the fourth dimension if we could not possibly enter the fourth dimension um and if you want to learn more about dimensions look up kid explains dimensions it's it's like a kid yeah it's a very good video and it really opens up your eyes to what's going on around you um but uh neil degrasse tyson said if time travel existed and obviously staying in the third dimension like uh asher said then time would not matter because so far time travel has not happened in the third dimension because and it it will never happen in the third dimension i agree because it would have already happened i do know here's here's what i'm saying though here's what i'm saying that only applies if he's talking about time traveling into the past if there was some kind of time travel that only let you time travel into the future then that would be possible i believe that that could work you know someone has actually already time traveled 0.024 seconds or it could be even more zeros in front of it um into the future because um if you look at like let's just say a sheet stretched tightly um and a planet or something with mass just anything presses down on it and it can it affects time so if you were to orbit as close to the event horizon of a black hole as possible every second could be weeks to years on earth so like I don't know the exact science from it, but if you were to do that, then every second could be a year on Earth. And it just depends on the size of a black hole. But somebody orbited around the Earth long enough for them to travel into the future because the timings were different. So that that's a very real possibility. We that would just need to access a supermassive star or... A black hole you need a lot of energy apparently somebody somebody was actually able to harness a lot of energy and they were able to to transport a screw like half a second into the future it's this dude also the faster you go the slower you the slower time happens yeah but listen listen and there's this 21 year old guy right his name they call him madman markham michael markham in 1995, he stole six power transformers from a power station in Missouri. 
and he was using them to build his time machine, and basically he would set up, like, these big, like, uh, these, like, metal arms that would go up in the air, and then there was, like, a there was electricity that would go in between them, and it made, like, this, this portal, so there was, like, a spark that, like, went in between the metal rods, and then he used, like, a laser from a CD player, and it, and it made, like, this shield, like, this portal, basically, and if he, whenever he threw a screw into it, it would disappear, and then half a second later, it would appear, like, where it would have landed, so it would, like, disappear for half a second. Yeah, so I think he's saying that it time traveled uh, into the future. The only thing, uh, like time travel really is possible that I personally believe is possible is slowing down time by going at a certain speed. And I'm talking like 90, 98% the speed of light to make any meaningful yeah. difference. Um, or going into the future using the mass of supermassive objects like black holes or. Uh, massive stars, even neutron stars, are very dense. So anything with a lot of mass that can put um, a meaningful dent in space um, can actually time travel. Well, they have that movie Interstellar, where like every hour in space is like seven years on Earth. Is that real? Like, not like is it real, but like. So it's based off a real concept. Topic. So that can actually happen. We but just have to be figured that out a way to get. Space. Yeah, we haven't figured out a way to get near something to make a meaningful difference, other than, like, of course, that one astronaut who orbited, like, the Earth and traveled, like, an indistinguishable amount of time. Like, nobody, he didn't notice that whenever he got back to Earth. Uh huh. But he was, like, a little bit younger or older than, than the people yeah. that he returned to. So if he had a twin, that was, you know, everything's the exact same. They were, like, the moment that life eat into them were the exact same, that he would be that much younger than his twin of, of course, saying that they were alive at the same time in their mother's belly. So that is a cool concept to think about. Yeah. Segment five is the intriguing brain in the VAT hypotheses. It's basically the idea of like, like, can we ever be sure that we are not merely brains in a VAT controlled by higher entities? A VAT is like a like a big bottle. In, in case you didn't know, um, discuss the brain VAT hypothesis. We're reading from show notes. In case you didn't know, um, I don't. Peyton, go ahead and try to explain this to me, because. I don't really get it. Well, I think it's like saying, it's, it's asking like, are we sure, like, do we know that we're not just like some pawns that are kind of controlled by a higher entity or something greater than us? And we're, we're kind of just these things that do and say as we're supposed to, and we're just controlled by something bigger than us. Yeah, it could also be like, uh, this like a simulation theory where we're all just in a simulation and it's being altered by like people in the real world that's sort of a similar concept because like microorganisms there's a whole universe of microorganisms in a pond or a lake that's like has any pollution in it 
of course, assuming it's not just pure water, then there's like a whole universe, right? And it can be affected by, I guess, chemicals that are put in the water. You know, so, like, what if there's something bigger? Like, that we're just, like, the whole universe is just, like, a drop of water for them. Hello? Yeah, so I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, I don't believe in this at all. Yeah, I think this is a bit toxic. I think this is kind of a spinoff of the idea of, like, the simulation theory. I think it's yeah, what he's trying to say. Even the simulation theory, like, yeah, simulation theory, I don't believe in that either. Personally, it doesn't match up with my religious beliefs, but... I can see how Why not? Why doesn't that match up with Christianity? Um, I think just because Christianity kind of says that we are our own, like, we're our own beings, and it gives us, like, we're not controlled by anyone or anything. Of course, we have a way that we're supposed to live in, a, in ways that we're supposed to worship our God, but I know, but in we're a, not controlled. Christianity also said not, that, that some guy made the the world so in a way that is kind of a simulation well i mean you, i i, I think it's simulation but i think it's also it's it's not like controlled like simulation theory yeah it's not controlled like yes we like the, i believe that the world was made by god which is um like a a being um greater than any of us but we're not controlled by God. We're very, we're supposed to have our own opinions and our own choices, and we're supposed to do whatever we want. And if we make the right decisions and the right choices, then we go to heaven with eternal life. But I don't think that we're controlled in any way by anything besides ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. Because um, that is the religion i think all of us here are christian to at least some degree um some more than others um but yeah i like see personally on religion i know this isn't the topic i like to think of it more as like a science and religion thing um which i know some people are gonna relate to that some people don't care but I, I'm gonna have to agree with that, that this is a far-fetched theory that is not very true. But obviously, we would never know unless until we die. Yeah, there's with the simulation theory. There's honestly no way to really prove it or disprove it. But that's what makes it fun. So yeah, Peyton, but what? Is, oh God, we can all agree with that. Or at least me and Peyton can agree. There's this, um, not true. That's just an opinion, not factual. I mean, I could say it's not true, but the idea that it is true is just as likely in my head. So, it's not really that I'm denying that it's true, it's just I'm denying that it's able to be proven as true or false. So, because of that, I can't really make a decision. This is yeah. in regards to the simulation theory, by the way, not the brain in the vat goofball thing 
Mm. All right, what's the last segment, Peyton? Um, so the last segment is the Fermi paradox. Whoa, paradox. I don't know if I take it. Paradox. Um, paradox. Paradox. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's billions of stars in the universe. Why haven't we made contact with extraterrestrial life yet? So, uh, I actually have a, a very good statement on this. Um, the universe is expanding faster than the speed of light. That's why the edge of the universe is looks very dense to us, even though it's not. That's why we're never going to see past the observable universe as light works. So, let's just say you look out at a star, right? That star, you're going to see it as it was a hundred years ago, because if it is a hundred light years away, you're going to see it as a hundred years in the past, because light hasn't traveled here yet. So every star in our sky could have blown up, and you will never see every the star aftermath. For real? Every If every star blew up, no way. We would not Not heal. the sun. We would, well, okay, obviously not the sun. That would only take eight minutes. Well, um, isn't there stars in between us. the sun? Oh, yeah, because the universe is, like, so big that the distance between the sun and, like, the second biggest star in our sky, isn't it, like, really big or something? Yeah, the, so the, se- the closest star is Proxima star Centauri A, and it's 100 light years away. So but even if how, that one How do you up, know this stuff? Oh, yeah, because you're in a space. Yeah. I was about to say, if you're just, like, making stuff up to sound smart, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, I know. Um, so, even if every star in the sky blew up, I doubt that any of us would ever live to, um, to ever see any of the stars blow up. We would never feel it because vibrations don't travel through space and matter won't travel faster than the speed of light. So we never feel the aftermath until after we're long dead. Because that's just how light and matter works. It can't go faster than the speed of light as we know it yet. We've never seen anything travel faster than the speed of light. So, um, that's, like, how the universe works. But also, if any... I want to say, if any planet was created after our planet was created then there were anything after their planet was created they're never gonna see because the universe is expanding so fast that, that like the light it's going faster than the speed of light so it'll never they'll never see us and the universe is so big, like, there's the chances of, like, us ever saying extraterrestrial life, which apparently, um, we have seen extraterrestrial, which is pretty cool. Like, the Mexico, little Mexican dudes from space. What? What are you talking that about? Was, it, yeah, it was found in, like, Mexico, or New Mexico. The, um, I can send it to you after the podcast. Um, or Are you talking about now, the wanna... the Doctor Jim, the alien in the freezer? Yeah. Well, 
Hold on. Is his name Jim something? Oh, I'm sorry, it's a paradox. Hold on, let me find it. Oh. Yeah, but it's like little. Oh, yeah, I found the image. It's like a little short dude. Here, send it to me on Discord, and I'll put it on the YouTube thing so Green? people can see. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, thank you for waiting. By the way, if y'all are still here, like that shows real dedication. Okay, I sent it to you on Discord. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So this, I think, if this is true, then this theory is completely different. Oh, disproven. this thing? No, I yeah. don't believe that. There's another well, uh, one that's, that's crazy. Yes, that's the only one that they like. The government came out and said that they found. The government came out and found this. Okay. Yeah. Look, here it is. Well, in, like, oh. One of the government. One of the government officials said that they saw like a UFO and like they were on like um. What's that called in court? I'm a lawyer. Uh, and a unmanned flying a object or something. No, um, they're on test, like, they're in testing, so they can't lie. Oh, and it was a under official, oath. Which means, they were under oath, so they can't lie. Which oh, means shoot, that, that this makes is sense. proven true by the government. Bro, anytime a man of power or something is, like, under oath, they should always ask them if they've seen aliens. Yeah, honestly. Well, they don't have to answer. I know. I guess they don't... <laughs> It's kind of a, it's kind of a big illusion. Like he swore in the Bible, so anything he said is true. It's not is true. It just makes me feel guilty if they lie. But like if a murderer is lying, they're not just gonna tell the truth just because they swore in the Bible. I think that's ridiculous. You actually can't. There's a law. um, I know there's a law. There's also a law not to kill people. So like, why would you lie about it? No, no, but it's it's like a law that prevents you from being a witness in your own trial. Um, so you can't, you can't be forced to say the truth in your own trial. Because if you didn't, then you'd be charged with perjury, which is also a Class C felony, I'm pretty sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Class C felony. Freaking smart, dude. So, yeah, I took a law class. That's the last year. Um, if it's a Class C felony and can be punishable up to, I think, like, like 180 days to two two like like 180 days to like five years in prison um which is pretty a hefty fine of your time um uh and that's only if you're under oath in a court of law um so if you lie basically and they find proof that you lied then it's a class C or, or I guess it would be third degree, not class. I don't know. It's either second degree. I forget if it's by numbers or letters, but it's the third worst felony that you can commit. Wait, what is? So, like um perjury. So, it's um either it's it's a third degree felony. What's the worst? Um. One? A first degree, or I think a capital. So then it's fourth, a capital felon, or a capital crime. Is like, I think the only way you can do that is by like rot, 
if you kill like a bunch of people or you kidnap so and like kill like more than one person so basically committing a first degree felony which is killing someone um with malice and premeditation which is first degree murder and committing another major crime like grand larceny mm-hmm. or kidnapping or murdering then that can be capital felony which is punishable by death or life or i think so it's kind of just based on like the amount of pain that you cause people yeah because you know life in prison is only like 15 years huh yeah life in prison is only 15 years what do you mean how do people spend like 20 years in prison then so when people say life, they give them they give them multiple life sentences wait what so, don't I give thought life in prison, prison just meant, like, you stay there till you die. Yeah, if you want to put something up on screen, I think if you're in life, you know, life in prison until the end of your natural life means that you're in life for prison, but a life sentence is 15 years. Why do they call it that, then? I don't know, because it's, it's kind of crazy. But, so, basically, I know we've gone, like, completely off topic. That's but fine. Um, they've already... It's, it's been disproven that there's any aliens because... So, legally... <laughs> I love that you went from, like, 15 years as a life sentence, but it's been disproven that there are any aliens. Yeah. So, it, basically, to answer that question, we could do a whole podcast debating, like, laws. I would love to do And, that. like, we could... We, like, we could go over, like, the different punishments and how, like... Like what causes different punishment? So y'all like to see that? Uh, yeah. Uh, let's get at least a hundred likes on the video to do a podcast Shoot, about on law this video, bro. That's pushing yeah, on it. This video. We'll probably do it anyway. But if if y'all would well, like yeah, this we'll video, that would be awesome, bro. Because like, it's actually a hassle to make these and put them up on all the different platforms. So if you'd like, or maybe yeah. even subscribe, that'd be great. That's all our segments, right? Yeah, and if uh, anyone like anything do in the future um, go ahead alright I'm suggesting he disappeared well that makes sense thank you so much for joining that's all of our segments and uh I can't wait to see y'all in in episode 12 thank you Peyton thank you son podcast mm-hmm. peace out